Welcome to the Bite Size Marketing Podcast with me, Darren Ockenden. This podcast is for busy entrepreneurs. It's a bite-sized episode packed full of value. So don't forget to like and subscribe and let's get going. Okay, welcome back to another episode. And in this episode, I'm going to talk about YouTube and some of the lessons that we've learned as a business growing people's YouTube channels. I thought it might be good for people who need to build their brand, their personal brand, maybe on on YouTube, because if you've tried, you'll know how hard it is. So um, before we get into it, before we get into the sort of detail on how you can 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 boost your following, let's just talk about why you might want to start a YouTube channel. So if you sell anything where you're selling your expertise. So that could be anything from digital marketing to coaching or anything where you have a specific skill that you are trying to essentially sell. So, you know, anything where you you have to show your capability, your ability. I said in episode one, and if you haven't listened, it might be worth going back. But in episode one, I said all about building know, like, and trust. So that's about delivering value to people. It's about building your brand through, you know, constant engagement with them, creating content and them consuming it. And subconsciously, they will basically start to trust you. And that makes the buying decision ultimately from you so much easier. Now, a YouTube channel is a fantastic way to build trust. And the reason for that is because YouTube generally, you know, I'm not talking about YouTube shorts here, but YouTube is a channel where you can you know, target a certain audience, so your target market, and you can deliver in a long form piece of content, uh, real value for people. And that really, really helps build trust and has huge benefits to your business. Now, a lot of uh, a lot of potential clients that I speak to, and uh, they say, you know, oh, yeah, I want to monetize my channel. I've got a big following on TikTok. I think I had a, a sales call with someone who has about 130,000 uh, TikTok subscribers recently and recognized that actually I want to move them over to YouTube and, and monetization is often talked. But do you know what? As business owners, the monetization is fantastic and it's great if we can do that. But the reality for me is that actually having a significant following on YouTube. So let's just say, for example, you've got 200,000 subscribers or even going back to my sales call, if you had 130 thousand YouTube subscribers, then that for me is going to be much better at generating leads than say TikTok because YouTube is about long form value content. So you're really, really building trust with people. So for me, once you've built that trust, that is likely to be a better financial benefit to your business than what YouTube are going to give you. So let's just say if you've got 200,000 subscribers and you're getting relatively good watch time, you're getting relatively good reach whenever you're putting um, putting content out there, that you know the reality of that is you're probably going to get maybe six, seven, eight grand a month or whatever through YouTube, which is certainly nothing to... To, to sort of turn your nose up at, but you can also generate a, a constant stream of leads. And actually, when you've got a following that big, full of your target market and you're delivering value to that scale, what it does is it gives you the ability to increase your prices significantly because you'll have so many leads coming through. Now, what that means is that you'll have a barrier to entry much higher because obviously you can only service so many clients at once or you know, you can definitely build a team up to service more. But generally speaking, what you might find is that fantastic situation for business owners, which is the marketing dream, where you've got high quality leads coming through at such a large number that you actually have to start cherry picking. And you can do that through increasing your prices, having the, the barrier entry so, so much higher 
but also looking at who you're going to be, deliver the best results for because clearly the, you know in in any business i believe anyone that you work with or for should we say you want to deliver them the best possible service right so we've seen this with with people on youtube um that you 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 know your success on there means that you can raise your prices so for example let's just say the scenario of a coach so you're a, let's say you you coach a certain type of business if you've got that significant following you've got those significant leads coming through you can cherry pick the people maybe with the right mindset the right attitude people you think you're going to work with really well people who listen to your advice and and they generally would have if they're following on youtube and consuming enough of your content but you know you you can cherry pick your clients but you can also have a barrier to entry of let's say five thousand pound a year so you can say right to work with me this is how much i cost and some people won't do that even no matter how much they follow your content for for quite obvious reasons perhaps they physically just cannot afford to but some people will make that plunge because you've built that trust of them so that you know that for me is why i think building a youtube channel is really important YouTube specifically, I say, is the most important form of social media when you really want to want to nail down that no like and trust, which I believe is so important. Um, I'm not saying there's not another place for other forms of social media because there absolutely is. Uh, YouTube Shorts being one of them. That you know, that's a short form um, for version of YouTube. You've got TikToks, you've got you know Facebook, Instagrams, uh, and LinkedIn, depending on where your target market might sit. But anyway, let's get into the detail. So we work with clients and we build their their personal brands on YouTube and you know it has been a learning process we've been doing it for a while now and we're seeing some really good results I believe um and I just wanted to pass over really some learning that we're taking from that that I think a lot of mistakes that people make whilst building uh, YouTube channels so um the first one we're going to talk about is thumbnails okay so Imagine that you go onto to uh, Google and you type in how to run a Facebook ad. Okay, just just as an example. So, if you if you have your business, how to uh, how to you know your digital marketing and you you're looking for that search term how to run a Facebook ad. Now, as you can imagine, on YouTube, what you're going to find is you're going to find loads you're going to see youtube video after youtube video so the thumbnail really is the first opportunity that you get on youtube to attract someone in as clickbait and to get them to click on your piece of content to, to start watching right so a lot of thumbnails that i see the mistakes that are made are they're too messy they are they're you know they're too busy there's way too much text on them more often than not and it doesn't make sense actually when you take a step back and think about it right so what you want is just something on the ad so maybe a picture of yourself which i i thoroughly recommend facing forward so they got a good shot of you um and you just want if you're going to put text on there and you don't even need to you just want something like facebook success or avoid facebook failure now that's really important because you you know you imagine we're scrolling through if you've got a parrot or let's say 10 let's 10 words on there it doesn't sound like a lot and you can consume that really quickly i understand but actually in that scroll it's really important to be focused so what i would do in that situation is i would really cut down the amount of text that you've got on there put some picture on there that makes a lot of sense maybe the facebook logo something like that because actually you've got a title as well so if you think when you look through these youtube videos you'll have maybe the thumbnail off to your left and then in big bold the title 
Now, the title is important as well, uh, but I would let the title be the text and let the thumbnail be the thumbnail. Make an attractive thumbnail that's good clickbait that they want to click onto. So thumbnails are massively, massively important. Um, your titles, let's move on to that then. So there's part of your brain uh, and it's all part of our sort of survival mechanisms. You know, you've got to think we've only been this advanced in technology, certainly in the last hundred years. Um, so our brains are kind of wired. Um, we don't look for positives. Okay. And it's a really horrible thing to say because we should do as humans, but we don't, we look for negatives because it's wired into us to avoid negativity. So what I mean by that is going back to my Facebook scenario, if you put on there two types of titles, um, avoid failure, uh, whilst running Facebook ads or, um, create Facebook ad success, most people will go to the failure. So they say the same thing essentially, but by using the word failure, the brain is more wired to look into that old oh, failure. I don't want to fail. And your brain will go there and away from the success most of the time. So it's kind of, it's good to use a bit of a negative within your titles. So I would certainly, you know, use that, avoid failure, those, those sorts of things. Facebook is also, I was talking to someone last night, um, giving them some advice, reader, their uh, channel, which wasn't actually a business one, it was a personal one, but I kind of made the point on there as well is that what you do on YouTube is you look for a lot of how-to. So a lot of the time I use YouTube, it'll be how-to XYZ. So how-to is a good title and then use that negative formula that I've just told you about and you'll probably see a little bit more success there. Now going into the actual videos and the editing of the video. So first of all, let's talk about your shooting. So one of the common mistakes I see again are messy backgrounds, you know, someone talking, delivering value and almost treating it like a TikTok video. It's really important to understand that long form media is very different to short form media, right? So if you're creating a Facebook uh, video that's maybe seven minutes long, that's so different to creating a TikTok that's 30 seconds long, right? So in a TikTok, we kind of expect and we kind of allow for a little bit of unprofessionalism. The nature of the platform with TikTok, with Instagram is that actually we kind of, we're there to kind of just enjoy ourselves and we're there scrolling on a more personal basis. With YouTube, certainly if your business is trying to attract other business in, you, you really want to be on a more professional footing. So what I would recommend, and you've probably seen this in videos, it might stand out now more that I've said it, is it doesn't need to be that cinematic. It doesn't need to be fancy, but the ideal scenario is you in kind of like a bit of a studio setup. So what you kind of want is you talking to the camera and you'll see this in our future future podcasts where we're going to go on to video to show, you know, just to show how we can do that. But you kind of just want a nice clean background, a little bit of lighting behind. You can have a home setup, definitely, but you really just want to think about your nice, clean, crisp background so that they're not too focused on it, but it's nice and attractive to the eye. Doesn't need to be massively cinematic, just needs to be something plain, something nice, something calm, and then the focus should be on you delivering your message. So I think that's really important. Um, if you go around and look at some, you know, TikTok training video, uh, not TikTok, sorry, um, YouTube training videos and stuff like that, then you, you'll kind of see that this is what the gurus do. They, they create nice spaces where they can go and record every time. And it's the same in every video and that's absolutely fine. Sometimes they might have their laptop in front of them. They'll be talking to a camera and actually what they then do is edit in effects. So let's talk about that. So 
YouTube algorithms love watch time. Okay, so like any other form of social media, the whole point is to keep you on their platform. So what they do is they look for watch time as a main, main statistic. If you can keep people watching for the whole duration of your video, let's say your video is 10 minutes long and you can keep people on their platform for 10 minutes, YouTube is going to love that. So once you've had a few people watch and they watch the whole way through, it's going to start showing it to more people because naturally, if it's an engaging piece of content, you're going to stay on their platform, right? So, you know, watch time is hugely important. Um, and that means that we need to kind of not mumble on too much. We need to get to the point. We need to kind of be, uh, you know, delivering that value consistently over the time that we're doing the video. So that, that I think that's really important and bear that in mind when you're planning and uh, editing your videos for YouTube. The first 30 seconds is massive. So go back to the scenario I talk about where you've done your search and you're scrolling through and you've got maybe hundreds of videos that, that tell you how to do what you're looking to do. You look at your thumbnail, you click on it, you're going to give it a set amount of time to capture your attention or you're going to fail, right? And then your watch time's not going to come. That video is just going to get rubbish, rubbish amount of views. So what I would do is, is, is and what, what we do, is we make the first 30 seconds extremely um, edited. So we, we really keep them engaged with some nice graphics, some nice overlays, you know, some good B-roll. We, we put a lot of text in. And the first 30 seconds, we do it across the whole video, but we really, really knuckle down and focus on the first 30 seconds. The first 10 seconds for me is about them knowing what value you're going to deliver within that video and to keep their attention. So it's kind of like a hook. It's really, really important to keep them interested in the first 30 seconds. Um, and then they're more likely to continue watching because by the end of the 30 seconds, they've made a kind of little bit of a, a time investment. Anyway, hopefully by then you've really captured their attention and you're starting to deliver some value. And then they're more likely to watch the video, which means you're getting a longer watch time, which means that you're going to get better to success of your videos. One of the big mistakes that I see are people who have created some really nice cinematic graphics, which kind of shows their channel. And it's like, you know, welcome to Darren Ockenden, you know, YouTube channel. And it's like a nice picture and there's all sorts of music and stuff. And, and that's all well and good, but actually you're not delivering value to anyone. What you're doing is, is a bit of vanity there by showing, look how great I am. What you want to be doing is really focusing on what the video is there to do and to, to getting into the detail to keep them on your video. If you want to do maybe, you know, 30, 40 seconds and then have a very quick like this is what we do like you know a bit of a branding thing then that's fine but personally I don't even bother I think actually do you know what if they're actually watching your video keep them there keep them attention and try and get them to click through to your profile and subscribe to your channel which ultimately is what we're looking to do we also have to remember and this is the final point because this is a bite-sized episode and we're nearly at 15 minutes but we also have to remember that they're not, you know, they're there to, to watch the value. What, what we don't want to be doing is hitting them straight away really early with the subscribe, subscribe, subscribe sort of graphics. We do put them in our video, but we'll generally put the first one in about halfway through. So let's say for a 10 minute video, I'll look for about five minutes where it's suitable for a graphic to pop up for subscribe, click noise and whatnot. And then I'll generally do it at the end where our clients are saying, you know, if you've enjoyed this video, like and subscribe to our to our channel. 
It's always good to have a call to action. That's really important. And at the end of the video, we overlay um, like a, a graphic uh, right at the end where it pops up and you can set it up on YouTube where you have, if you've liked this video, watch this one, which is great because then you're getting more of your content used. And then you have like a circle and in there you have a picture of your page and they can click through and actually go to your homepage on YouTube if you like and subscribe from there. This is a great call to action because you're keeping people on the platform. YouTube like this. If they watch another video, that's going to be good for your channel. But it, it takes away their need to think. If they're running Facebook ads, have they got their Facebook ad manager set up? So if you've done a video on ads uh, and they need to know now, go off and set up their Facebook manager and you've done a video on how to set up Facebook manager, then put that in there, right? It's really important. They're likely to click through. That's another view there. With this formula, you will do well. Um, I'll go into probably another video at some point in this series, but um, I want to do it on video. Um, so the, the, this is going to be the last podcast as just a sound podcast. We're going to go on video soon. We've got some fantastic new kit that I'm keen to use out, uh, get use of. So yeah, guys, I hope you've enjoyed this video. If you're creating a YouTube channel, reach out to me, talk to me. I'm always happy to talk to anyone. Um, if we can give you advice to, to succeed, then, then that's well worth it for me. So um, I hope you've enjoyed. Follow on social media and here comes the outro. So that's the end of the episode. I'd just like to take this time to say thank you for listening to my podcast. If you've enjoyed what you've listened to today, then hit that subscribe button and there'll be more episodes coming out soon. Also, why not follow me on YouTube at Vodcast Expert? And my name's Darren Ockenden. Thanks again for listening and I'll see you again soon.